You're listening to the Unleashed and Free podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to soar and is ready to live a life on purpose. Tune in for new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Victoria Grace. This is the space where we can have open conversations about life, business, and creating a magical life on purpose. It's raw, it's unfiltered, and it's full of you go girl vibes. Hey guys, it's the Unleashed and Free podcast, and I'm so excited to have Michelle here with you. She honestly is the best. She is someone who you really, really need to be following. If you are a mom and you are ready to work and have purpose and have passion in your life and stop kind of going through the grind. So Michelle, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Oh, thanks, Victoria. That was a lovely intro. And likewise, I could say the same about you. I'm just so happy to be here. Yay. Okay. So you can tell your story a lot better than I can. So can you kind of tell our audience a little bit about what kind of led you to put your passion to work? Absolutely. So this was quite the journey for me. And uh, currently right now, I am a engineer for a nine to five um, large telecommunication companies here in the U.S., pretty much a household name. And I sort of fell into this role of um, going to school, getting a degree, and still working at the same time. But although it pays the bills, it wasn't really my passion. I'm a mom of two boys and a wife. And so my highest calling, I would say, is being a mother. But I still had this feeling inside of me that I was made for more. And my nine to five just wasn't cutting, cutting it anymore. I was sort of at the top of my game being um, with my company for almost half my life since right out of high school. Oh, wow. Um, again, yeah. <laughs> again, while uh, going back to school to get one degree and then a second degree. And I was like, okay, why doesn't this feel right? Like on paper, I'm successful. My family um, thinks I'm successful but I still have this itch or this burning feeling in my soul that I was meant for more. Yeah. So that took on, gosh, that took on many hobbies that I thought might turn into a lucrative business. Um, I remember when Etsy first came on the scene, I thought I was going to make like bow ties, like bow ties (laughs) for little boys. Really? (laughs) Yes. I trade jewelry. See, I did that too. Oh my gosh, no wonder. Yeah, I did a ju- I had a stint with jewelry before I was married and before I had kids. And then I realized I don't even wear a lot of jewelry. Why am I making jewelry? Exactly. <laughs> so it just ended up being this creative thing inside of me that I, it was trying to come out and I tested and tried all these different forms and I never stuck with it. It would, they would just fizzle out, burn out. So it wasn't until fast forward until last year, 2018, that I looked at, I took a hard look at my life and my calendar and my calendar was filled with all these things I had said yes to, but weren't fueling me. So what they were ultimately doing was mucking up my brain and my soul from like really doing the work and putting in the work to find out what it is I'm really meant to do to like satisfy that itch or that burn, um, which is a form of passion. So I had learned about like the online coaching and I had booked a couple discovery calls, um, free calls ultimately that led me to think about and journal about and ask the universe about coaching. Then I looked back at my 
experience? Well, I had actually served as a VP for this nonprofit for a women's networking group that I did all the things that coaches do. I led a mentoring circle of 50 people. I um, created events. I helped people with their career development within my nine to five. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is it. That's and basically I, I was, what you're doing. Yeah, I was lit up. I was born. And then the name for my business. So I'm um, from putyourpassiontowork.com. I was literally sweeping. <laughs> I was like cleaning. <laughs> and I'm like, man, if only, if only I could just help people put their passion to work. And that was, that was it. My business was born. Yeah. And I really love how you said that the idea came to you when you were sweeping, because I think a lot of people think that they have to like sit down and hard think about, okay, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm going to do for the next 20, 30, 40 years. And really, no, when you're doing it like that, you're not going to find out what you want to do because you have all this expectation. But when you just kind of let it go into your flow and you kind of just forget about it, it will come to you. And you're like, people can't see you right now, but you're so lit up by what you do. And I love it. And you talked about um, really your job and being a mom and how that was kind of like, you love it. You love being a mom and that's so amazing. And it's, you're like superwoman. any person who's a mom or even a dad is like super, Mm -hmm. superhero status to me. And I really liked how you said that your calendar was really just filled with all of these things that did not light you up. Like you were saying yes to all of these things because you were really putting people before yourself. And it's something that you kind of have to do as a mom. So can you talk a little bit more about how you were able to really not break free from the putting people first, but really stepping up to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And just going back to what you said too, was such gold with um, putting the vibes out there and like just asking God, energy source, the universe, whatever term you use, putting that out there and asking the question like, okay, I feel it. There's something in me. Now I need you to present it to me. Um, I did the work and the universe answered and that's sort of how, and not to get super woo-woo, but because I teach actual hardcore business strategies as well, but um, it's just a part of my journey and it's what worked. And so if sharing this helps at least one person do the same thing, I would say number one is to clear your calendar. Now, as far as like motherhood, you know, motherhood's my highest calling, but as women, you know, we weren't born mom. There's a role that comes on later in life after we've established ourselves and and quite honestly, it was such a difficult journey, my beginning stages of, stages of motherhood. Um, looking back, I probably had a touch of postpartum, but I never really yeah. recognized it. And even, gosh, seven years ago, um, they didn't have you fill out a questionnaire. That was when my first son was born. Yeah. Now, my second son was born 28 months later, and I remember filling out a questionnaire, and I was like, oh, I didn't have this with my first when I really felt like I might've had that. Yeah. So I grew into the way that I grew into coaching in my business is the way I grew into motherhood and it is a selfless role. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and even if you're not a mom, um, you, I think women, we have this nurturing side of us and 
the thing that you want to do um, if you have that nurturing selfless side is you need to, I'm going to put air quotes, be selfish. So oh, definitely. One, yeah. And one of the biggest learning lessons of, in, of my business, especially this last quarter, I prioritize my self-care. Yeah. Self-care is not selfish. And we are taught from such a young age that it is. And that's just complete crap. Taking care of yourself is the ultimate thing to make yourself happy. And to even be able to provide anything for your family or even to have relationships with your friends, if you're not happy within yourself, Mm -hmm. you can't do anything for your family. You can't do anything for your friends. You can't even do anything for your job. Yeah, and you're going to do it, but you're just going to go through the motions and you're not going to present your best self. And then what what are the vibes and energies you're putting out into the room? Like your family feels that your boss or coworkers feel that. And then it's just not a happy way to live. And so I actually had to prioritize myself and say, look, yeah, I call it the selfish time, but it's completely <laughs> ironic and, and oxymoron because it's every, anything but, but what yeah. I did was I have this hour of my day of during my work day. Normally it's over the lunch hour that I block that off for just me. And what normally happens, I, I normally go for a run or I'll walk my dog. I, I usually just get outside weather pending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, sometimes I practice a mindfulness exercise where I listen to this um, recording. It's a five to seven minute recording. And so it just helps me reset. And so I would tell anyone out there who's struggling with self-care is to find your selfish hour, quote unquote, and just do nothing. You don't have to do any of this. You can just sit and be present in the moment in a quiet room in your closet. If the yeah. kids are running around crazy, um, start there. And it's going to feel so good that one, you'll make it a habit. And two, you will hopefully extend that time. So maybe you have an entire Saturday to yourself, which I know all the moms out there hearing that are just drooling. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so amazing. How do I get that to happen? Exactly. Yeah, I I love that. It's something that really, because everybody's driven by purpose and everybody's driven by this like innate need that's born with us, but we kind of mm-hmm. forget about that and we get bogged down by our daily activities and by our families and even by just being quote unquote adults, which mm-hmm. is something that, yeah, okay, we're adults, but we can still have fun. We can still be happy. We can still go to work and still do our passions and we can even make our passions become our work. So can you tell me a little bit about the kind of obstacles that you had with really being like, okay, yes, I'm passionate about this, but now I'm going to make it work. It's going to work for me. Yeah. And that's the struggle. I think so many of us feel because uh, for a long time, I actually just posted about this on Instagram, is that I didn't feel as though my passion was worthy enough to even make an income with. I knew I could make an impact because I had in my inner circle with my friends over a glass of wine for dinner, um, helping out that coworker get to the next level of his business and um, how to like nail the interview and resume and stuff when I was doing personal development. So it's, it comes from needing to feel worthy and knowing that if you love what you do, 
the money or the income is just going to be a byproduct of that. Exactly. And we live in a world right now in this beautiful space of the online world where you can, you can literally take anything. Do you want to make money making bow ties and that's your passion? You can do it. Um, for anyone who's out there who wants to do like a side hustle, a really great podcast out there is Nick Loper, Side Hustle Nation. I mean, you will get a million ideas. And I had a million ideas. I'm like, oh, that sounds really easy. I bet I could do that and make, you know, bring home an extra four figures a month. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that thing um, wasn't my passion. So again, if you love what you do, I think the income is a byproduct and you're going to feel so lit up and like, it's not work that you wouldn't even care if you didn't get paid. It's just something that fuels you. Yeah. And you mentioned about self-worth and how that kind of played into you being like, okay, yeah, I can do this. And kind of having a little bit of a struggle with, oh, it's not worthy enough for me to be a coach or it's not worthy enough for me to take this hour out of my day just to, for me and for nobody else. So how did you really, I guess, kind of up your self-worth and just be like, no, you know what? I deserve all of this stuff. I'm amazing. Honestly, by investing in myself, I invested in a life coach and a business coach. I did a four figure investment and I did the, the work of journeying through journaling And I even have captured some of those questions I asked myself in this freebie that I made, The Ultimate Guide to Pursuing Your Passion. And they're not anything that you may not have heard already, but they're questions like, okay, if everything, every profession or thing, trade, whatever it is, paid me $250,000. So that's like a good number for someone who's like, okay, it's not uber, like uber rich where I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed by my income. Yeah. And it's enough to afford most people a good lifestyle in most of the U.S., right? Yeah. So if everything on this earth, on this planet paid you an income of 250000 U.S. dollars, what would I want to be? So that's one question. And maybe that doesn't resonate with someone. Maybe you're like, that's the oldest question in the book. So there's like six other questions you can ask yourself that will ultimately lead you I think to what your passion is, but you have to let go. And I always use this analogy of the, oh, there's this little girl inside of us all. And if you're listening and you're a guy, there's a little boy, (laughs) but there's, there's this little, there's this child inside of you and she's hiding behind the door and she's peeking out. And she's been told all her life that her passion isn't worthy. It's it's not good enough. It's never going to make you money to make six figures. You need to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer into computers. Well, what if you don't, what if that's not your passion? What if your passion is dance? What if your passion is coaching? What if your passion is to be an airline pilot? No matter what that is, um, you should be free to pursue it. And show me someone who wanted to be a dancer and there's a starving artist mentality that people picture. I mean, you can, you know, famous dancers look at Jennifer Lopez. I mean, she took that and parlayed it into a brand, a multimillion dollar brand just by pursuing her passion. So it's out there for us. We just need to get over the fear of not feeling like it's not for me. It's for that other person, but it just, it's not for me. I just wasn't born with that. 
you were born with it. You just need to get over the fear and then pursue it. Yeah, definitely. It's for everything that you want to do. There's another person who's doing it and is successful at it and is making money from it. So every time you think that you can't do it, just Mm -hmm. look at that person and be like, oh, they did it. Why can't I? Absolutely. And that really ties into feeling worthy because if you don't feel worthy, then everything that you do really has a negative type kind of annotation under it. And it's just you going through the motions. You're not actually being like, oh, I enjoy this. Oh, I deserve this. Secretly, you're sabotaging yourself. And with that, I know that a lot of moms, when they start out, they kind of feel like, oh, they can't do it because somehow it's going to take away from their family or it's going to take away from their kids. So how did you really say, oh, no, it's not going to take away from their, from them. It's actually going to make their life better. It's going to make me happier so I can mm-hmm. help make them happier. Yeah, that's such a great question. So my boys are at the age now where they're out of diapers and they don't wake up in the middle of the night crying. Well, sometimes they do, but they can just walk <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> bedroom. And um, I believe everyone... I. I believe everyone has pockets of time. It's just how you prioritize that time. I just got done reading a really great book called The Fringe Hours, and it goes into that level of detail of how to find those hours, even if you have babies running around in diapers still, or even if you have no kids, but you're a workaholic and you work 50, 60 hours a week with your nine to five. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. Now, can you wake up one hour earlier? Yeah. Could you go to sleep one hour later? Sure. Could you fit in one hour during your workday as long as you really nail all the other stuff you need to do? Can you log out and work on something? The answer is yes, you can if you prioritize it. Um, Not having time is just an excuse. Just like a lot of people say they don't have time to work out. Well, you really do. You don't have to do a two-hour ordeal. You can do a 15-minute sweat session or a hit fit or Tabata. Um, So you need to prioritize it. And so for me, what that looks like is I am building my business after bedtime. So my boys go to sleep around um, anywhere between 7 and 8 p.m. And I'm working on my business one to three hours after that. That's just one pocket of time. I also have sprinkles of time on the weekend, not every weekend, because some weekends are busy and both my boys are starting soccer. So um, that cuts down my time a little bit, but I've really worked on setting priorities and strategies and automation so that my business can kind of work for me so that I'm not working at it and that it doesn't turn into a second job. Cause that's the last thing I want for anyone is to pursue their passion. And then they get so burnt out that it feels like another job. That is not what we're going for. Yeah. It's, so easy, especially when you're super passionate about something and you're just now starting out of it to get burnt out. And mm-hmm. when you burn out, you're like, oh, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Mm-hmm. No, you're just overly tired. You're stretching yes. yourself. And yes. you have, I really like the analogy of you make time for the things that are important to you. You make time to watch Netflix when you want it. You may make time to go out with your friends when you want it. You make time to do all of these things. So it's really prioritizing the things that, hey, yeah, this is fun. Like I can watch Netflix all day or I can 
spend two hours watching this Netflix movie, or I can do something that is actually going to move me forward a little bit. Yeah, and that's another thing. I'm The word balance is coming up for me. Um, you want to balance that because I love, I yeah. got on certain Netflix shows as well. Me too. And there's been times, and I'd, I'd be lying if I said I didn't burn out um, and get overwhelmed in my business. Matter of fact, that happened to me just a couple of months ago. And I had to take a solid week off and just yeah. walk away. And that was okay. No one knew that I was taking a week off. I was still showing up where I needed to show up. But mentally, I took that that break. And it was yeah. um, for the better because I could have easily just given up and let it fall by the wayside and then kicked myself for it a month later when I'm ready and energized again. And oh, now it looks like I, yeah. And now it looks like I done fell off. Like, so what I would say to you is um, if anyone's experiencing that, give yourself permission to take a day off or a week off or more. I took two months off from my job. That's right. And it was, I felt so guilty about it, but it was because I was putting it I was very much in my ego. It wasn't about the people. It was very much about, oh, I think that I should be doing this. No, I should be taking care of myself. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then how am I expected to help somebody else? Or how am I expected to actually create the things that I want to create? And immediately after doing that break, I came up with this podcast and I came up with a group and I came up with so many different things and my business started to grow so much just because I took that time. That's so amazing to hear. And everyone needs to, more people need to hear that because you allowed yourself the space for clarity and creativity exactly. to enter back into your life. Yeah. And we get so cluttered down with all of the daily grind and the things that we're supposed to do and really all the things that society is telling us that we're supposed to be. And we're not allowing space for the creativity, for the passion, for even the money to flow in. And we really just need to take a breath, just let it. I really love let it go now, like from Frozen. It's become like my, <laughs> it's become my anthem because you just have to let it go. Like you have to let go of the stress, which is, yes, a little bit harder to do than say, mm-hmm. but you just have to decide that, okay. I'm going to take this break, but I know that as soon as this break is over, I'm going to get to work and it's going to be amazing and I'm going to succeed. Exactly. And just a quick tip for stress as well. Stress manifests in us as humans, as like a physical entity. So there's physical things that happen to our body when we're stressed. Yeah. So the best way to expel that is to release that energy the same way it came in. So it's manifesting physically. So let it out physically. So maybe you're not a runner, but you just need to run real quick, do a sprint and just run it all out. Or maybe you swim or walk or kickbox um, or, or practice something more mindful like yoga or Pilates. Like the best recipe for getting rid of stress is physically having an outlet for it. Yeah. And my, honestly, my favorite is dancing if you listen to a high song or even if you listen to like a slow song, but it's one of your favorites, you're not thinking about anything else. You're only thinking about that moment. And that's really even what 
going back to your hour for yourself. That's really what it is. It's just you allowing yourself to be in this moment and just let all of that other stuff slide away. Like it's going to be there. Just take this time right now for you, because if you're not present, then you're not going to be able to deal with it. And you're going to yell at your kids or you're going to yell at your spouse, or you're going to just lose your mind and have to like take a holiday (laughs) away from your family. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. I want you to post about this on Instagram later and your caption hashtag is shake your booty. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When you're stressed, shake your booty. (laughs) Yes. I did a coach, my very first coaching session, I was coaching someone and they were just like, you know what, I'm just going to call you the dance coach because you're always just like dancing when we're talking. You're dancing Mm -hmm. when like right before, because I was playing my playlist right before our Mm -hmm. coaching call. And she's just like, you're so happy. Like, how is this happening? Because I know like you work two jobs, you're building your business. How Mm -hmm. are you just so energized right now? I'm like, because I'm dancing, because I'm listening to music. Mm -hmm. Yes, all of that stuff's going to be there. But right now I'm having fun. And that's Mm -hmm. what life is. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be this like bogged down. Oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. Oh, my family is not going to love me because I Mm. am putting myself first. It's not about that. It's about doing what you can to make the world better. And to be able to do that, you have to be present. Yeah. And get in the guilt-free zone. You know, we're not allowed to feel guilty because we're taking an hour or an afternoon to ourselves. No, that, that ends right now. If you're listening to this, that ends right now. Yeah. Yeah. Guilt is just fear manifesting in a way to make you feel bad Mm -hmm. and kind of trick you into believing that, oh, you're not scared. No, you're scared. Right. Exactly. And so even with my boys, so I'm going out of town actually two weekends back to back. So one is within driving distance and then the following weekend I'm flying out. And so a random conversation me and my son had just the other day, he said, the only time he feels very sad is when I'm gone. Like if I go out of town. Yeah. And he's like, that's the only time I feel really, really down. Like we were having a serious conversation about people with feelings. There's a boy in his class that suffers from some kind of behavioral disorder And he was asking why. And I thought, and we were having this honest, raw, real conversation appropriate for his age, which I ultimately said something like, well, his, either his head is sad. Like there's something in his brain that's making him like this or his heart is sad. So there's something that maybe he's been through that is just causing him to act out. That happens in life, son. And he goes, that's what he said. He said, the only time my heart is sad is when you're not here. (laughs) That's like the sweetest thing ever. Just bring tears to my eyes. I know. And so I instantly thought, oh my gosh, I'm leaving in two weeks. Insert mom guilt here. But he needs to see me as I'm, of course, I'm your mom and I'm always going to be here for you. And when I'm not with you physically, I'm in your heart, you're in mine. And we have FaceTime. We have ways to stay in touch. But, um, he's going to have to learn. I'm teaching him skills to be, you know, a grown man and have responsibilities. And so he's going to see his mother doing things that she loves and that's going to help him succeed in life. And so it's just, yeah, it's just a necessary evil. 
but yeah, that really tugged at my heartstrings. <laughs> he's such a mama's boy. Now my youngest, he's like, bye mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's completely how I was. Like my dad was a workaholic and my mom was a stay at home mom, but mm-hmm. my family was very, we'll just say not normal because there was okay. a lot of stuff going on, but I would just be like, okay, bye. <laughs> like, just let me be. <laughs> and yeah. My parents would be like, uh, you don't want to give me a hug? Like, no. Yeah, what no, is normal okay. anyway? Yeah, exactly. There's no such thing as normal. Mm-hmm. And I love that you're starting it so early with them and really showing them, yes, we have feelings. We're human. Yes, we have mm-hmm these things that are going on inside of us and really we have to understand what's happening inside of us to be able to function and to be able to really Mm -hmm. accept our outside circumstances because with him being like oh mama I'm gonna miss you Mm -hmm. he knows that yes he's gonna miss you but you're always gonna come back to him in some form you're always going to check on him you're always gonna love him And I think that's so important, especially for moms with kids, is to really start them out with an understanding that, hey, yeah, we're we're all human. We all have these emotions and it's okay. And sometimes they're going to manifest in bad behavior, but other times it's because we're not dealing with it in a healthy way. We're not accepting that, hey, I'm sad right now. Yeah, they feel these feelings that they can't really put to words why they're feeling this way. And so sometimes kids will act out for attention because any attention is good if I want attention, whether I get it in a good way or a bad way. And so a lot of the times I try not to talk at my kids. I talk to them or with them. And I'm not just talking at them because they're a little human and they're still deserving of respect just because I made them. I quite literally made them doesn't mean (laughs) that I have a free pass to always catch an attitude with them or talk down to them or be bossy. Like I, the way sometimes I I say please and thank you to them. And my, my parents never did that to me. They, (laughs) they were old school, you know, especially my father, totally old school, you know, you, you don't have an opinion. You're just a kid. I pay all the bills <laughs> and um, like all those, uh, all those things that you grow like, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of it right now, but all those things that you thought you'd never say that your parents said to you, I yeah. really do try not to say those <laughs> terms, like, because I said, so if they want to know why I will explain it, I won't say because I said I will actually explain it. I love that. I was uh-huh. very much a why, because I'm still even like that as an adult. Mm-hmm. I question everything to the point love where it. my family still is just like, go away. Yeah. And I love that you will take the time to actually explain it to them because that makes them feel heard. That makes them feel worthy. And then when they're an adult, they're still feeling that worth that they felt when you were explaining it. They may not remember the conversation, Mm -hmm. but they remember that you made the time to answer their Mm -hmm. question. Always. I love that. That's probably why we vibe too, because I'm a inquisitive, always questioning type person. And my husband jokes about that with me (laughs) all the time. He's like, I knew you were going to say that. And then it's like, as soon as I asked the question, I knew I was like, oh, I asked too many questions and he's going to make fun of me now. And so I think that's probably 
why I parent in that way. It could possibly be, you know, why I'm always giving them an answer. And I, ha- I have to make sure that it's an age appropriate answer. Cause sometimes my husband will be like, Michelle, they don't need to know all that. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me, let me scale it back. I just want to keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just keep it a hundred percent. Right. <laughs> Except for the baby thing, like where babies come from. That's still like, yeah. off the table. <laughs> Honestly, that I, my mom gave me the talk so early. Like she started when I was like, I think six or seven. Mm. So by the time I was in high school, I was like, oh my God, just no. And even to this day, she'll still try and give me a talk. And I'm just like, That's mom, so funny. You, you can stop now. I'm grown now, mama. Yeah. Like it's just as uncomfortable for the kids yeah. as it is for the parents. Totally. But I guess my mom really enjoys it. That is funny. So I really wanted to thank you so much for being on this podcast. Like there's so much good information in this episode and I'm so excited for people to listen to it and to really absorb the information. So I wanted to ask you, what is one thing that my listeners or I can do right now to support you and to help move you forward? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. Um, first of all, it's been lovely speaking with you and I'm smiling ear to ear. This has been a great conversation and I think we could easily talk for another hour or more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been truly great. But the best way to find me and support me is to go to my website, putyourpassiontowork.com, download one of my freebies if one of them is speaking to you, and then just go ahead and like my Facebook page. It's the same name, Put Your Passion to Work. And if you want to say hey or follow me on Insta, you can find me there at Put Your Passion to Work. Awesome. And there's one question I love to ask everybody is, what does living on purpose mean to you? Because that's my entire business is, right? It's really my entire life is just living on purpose. And it's such like a powerful saying, but it's so different to every single person. So what does that mean to you? That is a great question. Living on purpose to me means having your own definition of success and what that looks like for you and really defining what makes you tick? What are your core values? And then being present and brave enough to show up for those things and be present enough to live this on a daily basis and really not just live for the weekend type mentality, but live yeah. every day on purpose. And when you do that, you will have tremendous growth in your life and you will definitely be living the YOLO, you know mentality yeah <laughs> to its fullest and I I know some people don't like that saying I love that saying so, I do too yo, yeah so YOLO <laughs> yeah I was always the kid who would just randomly be walking down the street and I'd shout YOLO <laughs> it's true so make the most of this beautiful life that we've been given and if you're feeling any sort of stuck definitely reach out to me we can get on a self-discovery call where you can start to implement some of these things that we've talked about today if they've resonated with you and if you're feeling like, wow, I really want to go on this journey of self-discovery so I can find my passion. Yeah. And I love that so much because passion is everything. It's, it's mm-hmm. passion is life. Passion is blood. Passion is heart. It's, yeah, it's literally everything. So thank you so much for 
this talk and I really could talk to you for like another three hours, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to keep it a yeah. little bit under. So thank you so much for agreeing to be on this podcast. You are so welcome. I had a great time. Me too. Bye. Okay. Bye. If this episode made you feel inspired, I would love for you to share a screenshot of this on your Instagram or on your Facebook and tag Victoria Grace's Purpose. I cannot wait to hear all of your feedback and I cannot wait for you to go and apply these things into your own life because listening to it is one thing, but what's going to actually get you the life you want is taking the action. I love you. I appreciate you. And it's time to start living life on purpose.